Welcome back to another episode of Hot TV's Cannabis News Now. Now, as always, you know what we do here. We keep you informed. And listen, in a year like this, a year like 2020, I mean, just the fact that it's the same number repeated twice, is a year that life changed so much is honestly simply amazing. And it really is something for us to think about in our everyday times, right? From wearing masks, again, that pain you feel, you know, right on your ear when you wear a mask all day or having your voice or your voice, having your mouth feel dry because of having a mask on all day. And what we all need is distractions. We got to distract ourselves. You know, we got to look elsewhere. And one of those distractions for me, of course, Netflix and whatnot, but regularly social media. I feel like social media is winning during this coronavirus thing because most people are at home. They're not out busy doing other things. So they constantly have a screen in front of them face to distract themselves. So I was scrolling through Instagram as a distractor, as a person that wants a distraction would do. And, you know, I see all type of things, right? And I know you may think I'm not on Instagram because, you know, Hemp International been quiet lately. But, you know, I decided to take a little dabble, take a little look. And I saw something crazy. Now, if you go to the Hemp International page, you're going to see this. All right. It's like in today's episode of cannabis or in today's episode of stoner engineer of the day. Right. Because stoners are a different breed of individuals. Right. Stoners, if they want to get high and they have some weed, they're going to find a way. And one thing stoners don't want to do is to enjoy something else when they have nice cannabis rolled up and ready to go. So I'm scrolling down, and you know, you're on Instagram, you scroll fast, right? You might miss a post, but I scroll past this one, and something in my brain said, hold up, go a little bit back, moonwalk back a little bit, let me see what that post was. And when I saw it, it was a picture of somebody, maybe at a bar, right, drinking their alcoholic drink. And of course, we like to enjoy ourselves, drink a little, little liquor. They decided to cut a hole in the straw where the liquor goes in, put another straw, and then put the joint, without the filter, by the way, into that second straw. So now they're drinking alcohol and sipping at the same, no, they're drinking alcohol and token at the same time. You literally take one drag, you're getting liquid and smoke at the same time. So I've named this one the cross faded sip. Now, if you want to see what the cross faded sip looks like, go ahead and go over to M International, take a look at it and see if you like what you see. Because honestly, I'm amazed sometimes at what stoners can create. You know, like we are definitely a unique species. When I meet stoner, you know exactly what I'm talking about if you're listening. If you're listening. You guys can go out into a social environment, right? Meet people, and then you might not be able to pick out the stoners, but you will connect to that individual differently. Why? Because chances are weed makes them a much more relaxed and calm, cool person, so your energies are similar. And, and you look at some of the creations in our world, and it's like, yo, stoners had to create that. Stoners had to have made that. There's no way someone sober came up with that idea. Like, I, I, for instance, I uh, tried some of uh, McDonald's breakfast the other day. I know McDonald's is bad for you, but you already know, sometimes you get hungry, the drive through is right there, scoop it up. The McGriddle. There's no way a stoner did not create the McGriddle. The McGriddle looks too unique. First of all, for someone to say, hey, let's have breakfast and let's make the pancake the bread of the sandwich, but let's not put syrup on the inside let's put the syrup in the pancake that's a pancake on an egg on a sausage they've made breakfast into one sandwich and i probably sound like a stoner fat that has going off about a mcgriddle but come on there's no way no way somebody sober came up with that you know let's get a syringe and inject syrup pockets into these different places i mean it's amazing how they do it right another stoner creation that we're going to admire today and you always wonder why do stoners have the ability 
to create such amazing ideas? Why are stoners able to get hungry and put together ingredients that seemingly don't go together, but when put together, taste great, <laughs> you know? And I think it's because when you're enjoying cannabis, whether it be THC, CBD, what have you, I think your mind goes to a much deeper level. And I say that because, you know, as a person that enjoys both, when I take THC, my mind, of course, goes to a level where maybe I'm having more fun doing an activity because, you know, you're high. It's, 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 it's THC. But when I have CBD as well, I get a similar way where I might not feel high, but mentally I feel like I'm on a much deeper plane. And if you look at all the greatest writers, a lot of the greatest writers were cannabis smokers. A lot of the greatest uh, new age philosophers have enjoyed cannabis rappers, if if even. These creative individuals are assisted by this thing. And I think it's because our minds go a little deeper. All right, our minds just don't stay regular. You would think it gets higher, right? Higher in consciousness, and that could be. And allows us to think at a much more deeper level. Look, even watching movies, all right, it's corona. You want a distraction. You're probably watching more movies than you normally have. All right, it's almost like being in the 90s when everyone had the big stack of VHS cassette tapes of all type of movies. And that was a stunt back in the day. You know what I mean? Look at all these DVDs we got. We balling. You know, someone if someone traveled to 2010 to someone into like 1997 or 99 and they have a full stack of VHS tapes, all the Disney movies possible, like all type of fire shit like The Matrix. And people are not even like you look at them like not impressed, like you're trying to stunt with VHS tapes. And I got to wait for myself. But nonetheless, you're watching movies. Right. And I find when I have cannabis in my system that. I feel like the movies are much more engaging. I don't know if you ever get that feeling. I don't know if when like you sit there, you're listening, you're watching, and maybe when I'm not, you know, under the influence of cannabis, I'm here probably on my phone doing multiple things while the movie's on. But when I'm high, or when any type of cannabis is in my system, I'm sitting down glued to what's going on. Especially if it's good, especially if it's a great movie, I'm definitely there. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, folks, I want you guys out there to tell us what is your favorite movie to watch stone. It doesn't have to be a stoner flick, you know, just any good movie that when you're high, you notice it's even better. A recent movie that was like that was Parasite, right? I saw it for the first time regular, and then, you know, I had me a little nice shum-shum, you know, roll it up, did what I had to do. And I watched the, the movie again because Parasite was a great movie. This was before the Grammys even came out. And I watched it, and you get so in-depth in seeing how this grand plan comes together and eventually how it falls apart. Spoiler alert. But nonetheless, that's my movie. A movie that when I watched it, how I had a much better experience, and I think it's an even more amazing film. But of course, of course, instead of talking about cannabis, we got some real stuff going on that I find a little interesting. I'm going to share with you guys, right? We've all seen what's going on on on, on the internet, and maybe we, we may have an opinion. So I love when you share your opinions with me about what I probably am talking about and see whether you agree or disagree with what I'm saying. So now we got Will and Jada. All right, Will and Jada was in the news left right and center all right will and jada had everybody in their business like they was the S- uh, we were the sec <laughs> and there was a public company and I-, I almost feel bad i almost feel bad that you know these individuals who probably went through something like this so long ago have to now deal with all of us you know here judging you know here here attacking making funny memes i ain't gonna lie i laughed at so many of those memes like will smith holding up the men in black light to try and vaporize himself so he can't remember shit man oh man i mean listen 
if you were in a relationship, would you ever even consider being in an open relationship? Think about it. Now, personally, I got two views on it. See, personally, open relationships aren't my thing, probably because I haven't done it. But just on a surface level, it's just something that seems odd and peculiar and different to me. But for others, it's commonplace, right? Like I have friends or a friend rather who is a polygamist and that's how they, that's what they believe. They believe they have their one partner, but they, you know, they do what they do outside, which is in my mind, an open relationship is the same thing, right? Both sides are doing what they're doing. And I understand it in a fact where let's say a woman is dating a athlete or high status male or whatever, and she knows that like this athlete or, or artist is surrounded by potential to, you know, sleep with these girls. And she's afraid to lose a dude, of course, because, you know, that's where the checks come in. I mean, she's trying to get a ring one day, drop a baby or two. You already know how the game goes. And so she said, you know what? We're going to have an open relationship so you can do you because I know that you might most likely will. And if you do it, the relationship still stands, right? It didn't break any form of trust. And if you don't do it, then the relationship is even stronger because you had the opportunity to, but you didn't take it. So I see it at that level, but it's not what's happening here with Will or Jada. And on the other level, for me, it's just like we are living in a new society where pronouns are being changed every day, even if I don't know them, nor do I agree with them. A lot of them, right? Like 60, 67 genders sounds like too much. I'm not going to sit down and study a chart to have a conversation. But I respect your persuasion and what, it, what you want to be called. You know what I mean? Just like that. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the whole thing just threw me off, right? The whole time, the whole time I was about to speak, it reminded me of what happened to Nick Cannon and how, how Nick Cannon spoke the wrong thing and got all type of things thrown at him. We'll probably mention that a little bit later. But yeah, Will and Jada, real quick, Jada decided to go ahead and sleep with Jaden, her son's friend. All right? Her son's friend. That's crazy to me. I mean, the fact that you can have your mother sleep with someone who your boys with is the most ultimate crime possible. You know, what I'm like they just made one of them nasty video titles a real thing, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And so I understand where there may be some estranged, you know, effect from that. But the way we're learning about this, like four years later, it's an old story that's already been hashed out. And it's embarrassing for those who to even see it on this level. But as I was saying, we're, we're in 2020. New things are changing. Why not do people have a new form of relationship? Why can't it be, you know, respected? Because here I'm not going to just argue my side. I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate as well, right? Because on my end, like most people, I'm not going to really even think that's a possibility. Open, whoo, an open relationship, close that shit down, you know, because it's not going to work out. I mean, and, and a lot of dudes <laughs> will joke around and say, well, you know, I like to I like to say that I'm in an open relationship, but you know she is <laughs> she isn't right. She's not, and that's messed up, right? Because you're out here doing you, and she and she got no clue. Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, again, we are entering into a new era where new thoughts and ideas are coming about about relationships, and open relationships seem to be even more and more popular. Like I'm hearing more and more couples at least have that being into discussion. And I don't really get it. Like, if you're going to go ahead and do something with somebody else, why not just, you know, leave the relationship? But everyone thinks differently, right? Because in the minds that I've spoken to and asked and prodded questions with, they let me know that that individual that is theirs, their significant other, is utmost special to them. They are, they are amazing, right? 
But in their minds, they don't see a relationship with a person who you love being exclusive to others. So they can go ahead and do what they have to do. And I was thinking like, wow, that's a very mature way of thinking things, right? Like our uh, our relationship is much deeper than sex in the first place for me for us to hang uh, something like sex as the anchor to sink the ship of our relationship. And I get that. I get it. But it doesn't sound too right for me, man. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't sit right. Listen, personally, I had a couple, you know, females mention open relationships, not like they they were proposing it, but they were asking my opinion. Right. And the way they were asking my opinion was if that they've done it before in the past. And they just wanted to at least explore the idea into the mind of me, which in my mind, if you want to ask me that question, you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if a guy ask a girl, hey, can we get a threesome since you like girls? There's a corny thing that you shouldn't do that I most likely probably done and still do. But nonetheless, you mentioned something like that. That's in her mind. She's going to think that's something that you're opening into and into. Right. Fair assumption. And after I was proposed this question, to be honest, it wasn't really my, you know, a positive response mentally, right? Where I was like, all right, well, I probably can't take this seriously because I already know in my back of my mind, I'm already auto- automatically calculate, you know, the, the likelihood of you, of you, of the other individual thinking, yo, if I'm going to ask this and probably this person not down with it, I'm going to still do it anyway, you know what I'm saying, without permission. So my mom, I'm like, all right, I'm out, peace, right? I already told you, I, I cut, I cut shit off like a scissor quick but nonetheless that's probably the wrong way to handle it that's probably an immature way to handle it the right way is to you know be empathetic towards someone else's relationship ideologies experiences and their own thought process you don't have to agree but you can agree disagree without you know vilifying the person for their thoughts and actions what we're human right i'm a human but nonetheless to see the couple will and jada really hash things out on a public level together even though they've been through this already you know, it was an amazing thing because, listen, marriage isn't easy. Relationships in itself isn't easy. So taking that next level to marriage, I mean, for people to go through ups and downs, that's a normalcy, right? And that kind of makes a relationship even stronger because of what you've been through. So I respect that a lot. I mean, it's nice to see, you know, these, these uh, you know, uh, role models in our society that people can emulate. Even though you go through some messed up things, it's a terrible story. You slept with your son's mom and later called the guy a son to you is wild what the hell is an entanglement an entanglement bro you better untangle that shit like what are you talking about but nonetheless i can go on and on about entanglement that's for another podcast (laughs) i'll let y'all know what it is later but uh next you got nick cannon being shut down off of that now i don't even know if i'm allowed to speak on this but keep it real I I would say that God should have gotten a suspension. He should have been suspended for whatever time if they deem that what he has done is hate speech because I can't speak on what anyone else feel and and how they feel that they've been discriminated against. So I, I whatever you want to suspend a dude, that's normalcy in corporate beha- in corporate instances, especially a man has made you millions of dollars. So with that being said, the outright ban of him from all Viacom companies is absolutely crazy. Like, that's a level of hammer they're trying to throw down to stop something like this happen, you know, again. But the whole funny part is, yeah, Fox News saying things of this nature, but about a different set of people who's allowed to get national publication, no type of ramifications and endorsement by many people who come from those ideologies in the first place. So am I saying what Nick is doing, what Nick said was right? Nah, I mean, it's freedom of speech. You can say what you want. However, don't inflict any danger on others, which is what they felt like was done here. Again, can't speak what somebody feels. He said some shit that I've heard before. And what he's saying is, in some parts, very few parts, scientifically true, 
when you talk about DNA and shit, right? Just DNA. As a biologist, I'm telling you something. To, uh, I don't want to go into that, right? Because I don't even know who the hell is listening to this podcast. And keep it real. I, I stand with Nick on the fact that he should not be as penalized as he is for his statements. However, I understand why it happened. The ban, no. The, 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 the ramifications for his actions, hell yeah. But hey, this is a, this is something that's much bigger and, and, and a much deeper conversation that's not for this podcast. Kanye! Alright, Mr. Yay, Mr. Yeezy himself. Alright, Mr. Pink Polo, Mr. Kardashian. <laughs> Mr. Kardashian. So listen, Kanye himself wanna run for president. He's calling his party the birthday party. And he's also saying that his uh, cabinet or people who's gonna be on his team was like something Wakanda, something Wakanda, something, something, something. The fact that he mentioned Wakanda in, in as his cabinet is crazy. I mean, listen, I'm I'm amazed by it. And a part of me just comically would be like, yo, I'll vote for Kanye. Son, like, why not? What's the difference between him and who's in office now? Being there, wife that shows off her stuff, and they say crazy things on a microphone in front of many people. Very controversial. They're the same person, just not the same age, right? Different color, different creed, different everything. Uh, and I, like I said, I, if I were to vote, it'd, be, it'd probably be between either Joe Biden or Kanye. And a part of me is trying to push for Kanye because it's like, yo, when can I get a chance to vote for another guy like Kanye again? And a lot, I know a lot of people listening is like, am I listening to a Kanye voter? I can't believe it. This guy said he'll vote for Kanye. He's crazy. Listen, again, for comedic reasons and for, you know, looking in the future reasons, like, yo, I'll vote for Kanye because Joe Biden's not going to win anyway. But uh, listen. Another news I wanted to mention back was about Corona coming back. And this Corona coming back is having such a huge detriment on companies that just opened up and barely survived the first round and now being shut down again. And what I love to see is weed companies are doing better than bars, right? These restaurants are doing bad. These bars are struggling, but these weed companies are doing just fine. Now, the numbers are not going to be what they used to be. We know that. But when it comes to, you know, the fall, their fall hasn't been as deep compared to these other front-facing businesses. Dispensaries are deep-rooted in deliveries in the first place, so you can buy your cannabis from the dispensary and have it delivered to you. Easy as that. And if you get something like that going efficiently, you're not going to really suffer as a dispensary, right? People will come in the store, of course, masked up, but you can deliver to their homes as well. And beer hasn't had that home delivery. And I think the reason, the the way that liquor is set up is for you to buy liquor at liquor companies, right? The, the laws don't allow you to deliver, you know, alcohol to said locations. I know people do it, but it's not really lawful when it comes to licensing and certifications and all this other bullshit that goes through in the alcohol industry. But for now, delivery is a game delivery and cannabis is the milk and brut milk and butter is the milk and honey of the cannabis industry i mean it's amazing and you know with that being said a lot has happened in cannabis cannabis not a lot i should say a survey was done in cannabis talking about vaporizers and whatnot and why vaporizers are rising in popularity my question to you is are vapes a temporary rise or are the newfound weed vapors, quote unquote, here to stay? But of course, we got to have an ad. So we'll see you after the break. Think about the question during the ad and we'll come back and see if you agree with me. Now, before I go into the cannabis story of this episode, I got to mention something. All right. Our other day. 
as I do, I scan podcasts that may be in my field, right? Get to know the ecosystem that you're a part of. If you're making a podcast, you should know the topic, your, your topics you talk about, whose podcasts are you similar to, and chances are you guys have similar listeners, right? Or you at least learn what other people are doing. And a lot of these podcasts have great information, one of which I'm not going to name, but they have a bad way of just copying what other people are doing, right? They have a bad way of, as a cannabis podcast, to sit here and say, well, what I'm doing takes a lot of effort, but isn't really helping on a podcast sense. I'm getting people to, you know, buy into my company because I'm advertising my company every episode, but you know, I, I should just do something that could boost listenership. So if you go ahead and search cannabis podcast, weed podcast, CBD podcast, you'll see, you'll see our Hemp International's high TV podcast, right? They'll pop up. And there's a list of the, those on the list of those podcasts who gets the most listens per week. Now, with that being said, if you look at our podcast a couple weeks ago, we were on the climb. We were climbing and getting more and more listeners each episode. Before this coronavirus hit and kind of put a dent into the operations and the quality of content most likely produced, we were rising. And as we were rising, as you know, what we do here at High TV is cannabis news. This guy, okay, this guy, this guy over here, Decided to go ahead and copy what we were doing and decided to do his own cannabis news thing. Now, granted, no one created the idea of news in the first place. No one created the cannabis news platform. Nobody did. But the fact that you copy it verbatim. And now it's one thing if a person makes a cannabis news podcast. It's another thing if they drop it on the same day that you do. And the reason why you drop on that day is because it's Monday. A lot of other podcasts don't drop that day. And it's the start of the week. So if you want news, you might as well get it on a Monday. All right, this is all your week. Get to know what the hell's going on. That's why I did it. And that's why others do the same thing too. And to copy that, I was like, all right, one, this person's on my radar for a biter, you know what I'm saying? A swagger jacker, a fugazi type. And so I decided to go listen in again. Why? Because the topic they're talking about was very interesting. And I wanted to get the perspective of the person I was being interviewed, not necessarily the host, because the host doesn't really a ask great questions in the first place. Right? It's like a 50 cent in the cannabis industry right now. But nonetheless, the guy ended his podcast by asking his listener to have a neon sign. And listen, I'm from the Bronx. And even if you're not from the Bronx and you watch stuff like Showtime, Vice, and HBO, you know who Jesus and Mario is. They're in 2K. They're in video games now. They're a famous, famous late night host. And I remember even seeing those two on a bus practice out their little, you know, two-man comedy thing on the bus. They were just talking about topics and they had the bus laughing, like loudly laughing. And as they were getting off the bus, they was like, yo, you don't know who we are, but we on MTV. You know, we're going to try and make it out the hood, gang, gang. And they said that right then and there. And I wish them the best of luck mentally. And now to see where they are, of course, I'm going to defend, you know, Deez Mero. Now, granted, this guy doesn't produce numbers that much, but still it's the act that's so treasonous and lazy. It's lazy. And I'm like, it's a lazy guy here. He didn't even name it something new. He named it the Neon Sign. Now, if you don't watch Jesus and Mirror, when they end their shows, they ask their guests if they had a neon sign, what do they want it to say? And it's great because if you have a guest, now that neon sign kind of gives you even a deeper look into who that guest is if you're a fan of them. So for this man to not even use his creative muscles whatsoever, copy one, the podcast that we do here at Hot TV, 
my podcast on Mondays and just drop at the same time, which I know his things are shitty because he's just a shitty host, right? He breathes into the mic and all this other stuff. Bad. And now you copy Jesus and Miro's neon sign. You couldn't call it like if you were a stoner, right? And you wanted your, you know, smoke to spell out letters as you exhaled. What would those letters say? And I guarantee he's going to take what I said verbatim because this guy has no talent whatsoever. Now, as angry as I sound now, it's just, as I guess, a culmination of coronavirus 2020 stress and this person actually taking me off to the point where I want to put on a podcast. So if you listen to the podcast, you know exactly who I'm talking about if you're a podcast, cannabis podcast listener. And just know that Neon Sign is coming directly from Deezus Amiro. The dropping cannabis news stopped months ago and it's good he stopped because he ain't doing nothing with it. And now I'm about to come back and give you even better cannabis news. Now with that being said, don't be a swagger jacket. Don't take anybody's swag. Make your own thing. And listen, I know that nothing is new under the sun, but at least have the wherewithal, the effort, the lack of laziness and and clear, clear, non-ambitious nature to not make it your own. If you want to copy neon sign, cool, it's a great idea, but at least make it cannabis related and say it's the letters of the smoke that you exhale, right? Because that speaks out who you are. And the guest that said that his neon sign is authentic means that the guy is subconscious about not being authentic. I'm going off for no reason. I don't know why this ramp. But nonetheless, cannabis is coming up next. Let's leave you the news. This is why you came. This is why you want to enjoy. And I think I'm screaming to the mic a little bit too loud. But you know what? I'm giving you guys everything, 110%. If I'm thinking it, I'm feeling it, I'm putting it on a podcast. So today in cannabis, as I said before the break and the ad, vapes are on a temporary rise. Now, why would you think, before I read anything off on this survey, why do you think cannabis vapes are on the rise? Take a second. Chances are you think that because you may understand that you're indoors way, way more. You're not outdoors. You know, you're not really with friends as much as you used to be when it comes to, you know, pre-coronavirus activities. No, you're probably now getting high at home, right? Because you don't want to be outside and catch the Rona. So what you do is you buy a vaporizer, you puff it in the house, and it gets the job done. If you're a medical patient, it's taking care of the job, baby couple puffs you're good if it's recreationally same thing you know by the 10th puff you probably by the 10th puff of a vape a distillate you know you probably want to fall asleep let's be honest and so this idea of being at home brought on the opportunity for vapes to come into fruition now for the article a tea vape survey of cannabis consumers suggests that users are not only consuming more cannabis during the corona pandemic, but are also shifting more toward vaporizer use and away from combustion. Hmm. Remember on the podcast we talked about long ago that vapes, in my opinion, are going to rise in popularity. I, I said it's because it was going to be attributed to the fact that Juul was a very famous thing and the generation who grew up puffing on Juuls in high school or college or whatever will now be more open to enjoying, you know, chemicals like that or exhaling things through a vaporizer that's convenient, that maybe dies or you have to recharge it. They're, they're, they're comfortable with that idea. And so I thought that vapes were gonna be rising in crazy popularity. Now, in the years after the Juul fiasco, or the state of emergency, or epidemic that was released, vapes didn't actually grow that fast at all. However, this coronavirus, due to the fact that we gotta be home and keep our ass out, away from the outside, vapes are getting in popularity. So we mentioned that, glad to see it come to fruition when it's not for what I predicted 
Four. Now, the story continues. A slight majority, 53.89% of the 360 people surveyed, said that they were consuming more cannabis due to the quarantine. I mean, of course, you're bored. What else you got to do but smoke weed and enjoy Netflix? I just told you guys how great it is to watch a movie while under the influence of Mary Jane. Now, with 41.39% saying that they are consuming the same amount and just 4.2% are saying that respondents of, excuse me, 4.72% of respondents saying that they were consuming less. So the least amount of people in this survey are consuming less cannabis. Most people are smoking more cannabis and only 41% said that they're keeping it the same. And let's be honest, a lot of those 41% probably aren't proud of the cannabis use that they consume. So they're just saying that they're keeping it around the same. Now, prior to the pandemic, 56. 11% of respondents said vaporizing was a preferred method of consuming cannabis. All right. Again, 56.11% of respondents said that vaporizing was a preferred method of consuming cannabis. That figure jumped up to 73% as citizens throughout the U.S. quarantined either on their own accord or government direction. According to the survey, the number of people using a bong doubled from 5% to 10%, while the number of people who predominantly smoke joints fell from 16.7% to 6.11%. Now, that's very interesting to me. Because listen, bongs, you're not bringing a bong outside. You got to be a real stoner to have a bong in the car. <laughs> I know a lot of stoners who have a bong in the car or used to in college. No, not really now in my, in my professional life. But nonetheless, you know, if, you get, if you're carrying a bong, chances are you're not going to be smoking outside. It's going to be an indoor activity only. If you're indoor, you're probably going to smoke a bowl way more. All right? They didn't mean to rhyme, but it happened. You know what I'm saying? It's smooth like butter. And vaporizers are on the rise. It jumped 20% during the quarantine. And listen, I prefer vapes over any other method. Now, I love the, the, the sensation of breaking down cannabis, rolling it together, creating something that is yours. This is your creation, this joint or blunt, lighting it and enjoying your creation. However, when it comes to getting high, sometimes all you want to all you want to do is just get there, and a vapor is the fastest way to do it. Take a couple puffs and you're good to go, right? There's a time period when I didn't combust anything and I was just straight vaporizer because it was a much better experience. But uh, that has changed due to COVID. You know, protective lungs, even though I vape nicotine all the time. But hey, it is what it is. Story continues. Uh... According to the survey, number of people use uh, that's bong pipe use also dropped among respondents from 5.3 to 1 percent. So pipes and joints are down. However, vaporizers and bongs are up. Interesting. Now, according to the survey, 20 percent of those who changed their preferred consumption method attribute the shift to concern over their lung health and COVID-19. That's also why edibles are having an increase by medical marijuana and recreational shops is because they don't want to smoke anything. They're hearing that this coronavirus is, you know, a respiratory disease. And so they're going to keep their lungs as pink as possible or at least get back to being pink. Let's be honest. A lot of us are going to take a long time of not smoking to get back to them pretty pink lungs, you know, virgin lungs. Now, another 12.5% said they changed their method to something more convenient. 6.7% indicated they switched up out of straight boredom. Of course, they just switched it up because, like, all right, I've been smoking these buns for too long. Let me just try this uh, vaporizer here. What's this? Maui Wari? Maui? Maui Wawi. I can't even say Maui Wawi. Sheesh. And 
Next up, we have 5.28% shows their method because of less odor. That's my number one thing. You have a vaporizer, there's less odor. People are not smelling you. You smoke a joint, everyone around you knows it's loud in the air. I legit was getting a haircut this weekend, you know, and uh, there's somebody smoking weed on the premises where I have no clue, but my head sprang up so quick you know, from uh, waiting on the barber to cut my hair. You know, you're sitting in the chair on your phone scrolling. And next, you know, a whiff of some loud just came through the doors that were closed. And I had to look around to see where it was coming from. You know what I mean? It was that good. Now, nonetheless, that's our reaction. And I really don't want that if I'm trying to be covert in my getting high activities. Listen, I, I used to love going to the movie theater, getting me a vape and just watching the movie and just vaping my way through this shit. And the movie is even better because you know the surround sound the big screen it's chilling you got and you got munchy food and popcorn right there you can't beat it vape popcorn movie theater let's do it now after 2020 i don't even know how movie theater is gonna go down you know what i mean social distancing people's gonna be scared no one's gonna want to go to the movies how are our dates gonna go down are they gonna be zoom dates zoom date sounds terrible all right, imagine the awkwardness that already happens on the first date but now it's on zoom all right so now you gotta make sure your top half is good you got to find a great background in your apartment now, if you're a young person your apartment ain't that nice you got to find one that looks decent you know what i'm saying decent background in your apartment because <laughs> you know how hard that shit is trying to find the right background when you got some straight some zooming shit to do and people are stunting with their zoom backgrounds they got like fireplaces and shit they got nice little uh uh home improvement you know things of the things of that nature it's beautiful Anyway, it's funny how, you know, the Zoom calls, you can learn a lot about who you're talking about just by their background. But nonetheless, this is great information because if you're out there and you're a cannabis, you know, seller or whatnot, chances are you'd be more into getting vaporizers. And I think the vaporizers they mentioned probably aren't just the portable kind either. Probably the ones you sit on the table, you put in your cannabis, it cooks it, has a long tube like a hookah, and you enjoy it that way. It could also be vaping, you know, on a cart level with cannabis as well. You never know where it's going. And I think this story doesn't really highlight what type of vaping they're talking about. I think that's where the next level of this study should go is, are the cannabis users vaping, you know, carts? Or are they vaping herbal vaporizers because there's a definitely a clear difference but nonetheless this trend in my opinion may stay why because it takes 30 days to build a habit we've been on quarantine for a long freaking time it's been months i think more than four months i think it happened anime uh, end of march so it's april may june we're about to hit july we're in july that's four months of building a habit of consuming cannabis so i think for the next year or so vape sales will be inflated and maybe they'll find their way back down because i think most people as the numbers show enjoy smoking cannabis more than anything else so again do not bite anybody's idea be yourself be unique if you're going to take it you're going to get inspired by an idea make it your own don't be a swagger jacker and don't be lazy enough to call it the same exact thing that's already successful. You know what I'm saying? Do something different. There's a reason why these Tesla companies are called Rivian. You know, they're called all type of different names, Workhorse. They don't want to be called the Tesla Z. You know what I mean? Or the Vespa, the Vesla. If a you know, if electric car company came out with a car called Vesla, I don't even know what I would do. I'd be so mad. I'll be fine. I will find the founder, all right, and backhand him myself. You couldn't think of any other name. You got to be Vesla, and you make electric cars. It's almost like going to the you know supermarket as a kid and your parents picking up the off-brand Frosted Flakes. You know what I'm saying? What the hell is Frosted Bakes? <laughs> it's not even a tiger. This is a lion on a box. Yo, ma, I know we ain't struggling that hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. But nonetheless, yo, just be original, be yourself. And if you're into the cannabis, the cannabis business, take the information you just heard into account. You know, shift what you may be doing for the rest of 2020 and take advantage of this, you know, shark shoot me, sharp rise in interest in vaporizers. Okay, so today's episode has been short, but it's been jam-packed with like, you know what I mean, little moments of clarity, if you will, right? So don't go out there and get entangled and find yourself in a big mess four years later. All right, if you're Nick Cannon or you want to speak your truth, do it in a way that spreads the truth but protects you in the same way. And maybe that's never one of the same if you don't own the platform, but that's a conversation for another day. All right, uh, Kanye for president, you already know. I don't think he's going to even be possible to run. But out of shits and giggles, I'll go ahead and vote for the guy. Because you know what? I think him and the president are one and the same. They're just a different creed and color and background. So, as always, folks, stay tuned. Stay high. ITV.